You're listening to Quest for Love, a podcast for smart, successful women who want to stop attracting the same kind of men over and over so they can finally have the love they want and deserve. Whether your status is single, dating, or it's complicated, this podcast is exactly what you need to take your love and life to the next level. And now, here's your host, love and life coach, Melissa Snow. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday. Welcome to episode seven of the Quest for Love podcast. Today, we are talking about self-esteem. This is such an important topic because it impacts so many places in our lives without us even realizing it. And if you are someone who feels like you have a pretty good grasp on self-esteem, you feel pretty good about yourself, pretty confident most of the time, I guarantee you there is still something in this podcast for you. Because no matter where you are on this journey, there are always places that we can increase our self-esteem, our self-worth, our self-concept. And by doing so, we will improve all of the relationships that we have, including the one that we have with ourselves. So let's dig in. Let's talk a little bit first about what is self-esteem. So generally, self-esteem has to do with how we feel about ourselves, mostly in comparison to other people. It is similar to self-confidence. It's about having a healthy admiration of yourself. Self-esteem is squarely between self-defeating shame and self-defeating pride. So self-defeating shame is having a unrealistic or unappreciative view of yourself, thinking you're beneath everyone else, you're less than everyone else, you're unworthy. And then self-defeating pride is on the other extreme being arrogant, narcissistic, thinking you're better than or more important than other people, thinking that in order to be on top, it means someone else has to be below you. So self-esteem and having a healthy level of self-esteem is right in between the two. People with good self-esteem believe that they are not more or less than anyone else. They know their faults, but they're still happy to be who they are. Now, the term self-esteem is often used interchangeably with words like self-value, self-confidence, self-worth, and these are all very similar concepts. So the dictionary defines self-worth as a feeling that you are a good person who deserves to be treated with respect. And when you feel like you're a good person who deserves to be treated with respect, you're going to behave in a way that shows that you value yourself, that you have self-value. So having a sense of self-worth means you value yourself and having a sense of self-value means that you believe that you are worthy. (laughs) So to simplify things for our purposes today, I'm going to use these words somewhat interchangeably to mean all the same thing. All right, so let's do a little check first on your self-esteem. Here's one of the easiest ways to figure out where your self-esteem is at. I want you to think for a minute about your perception of your actual self. So how you view yourself to be right now in this moment in reality. And then I want you to think about your perception of your desired self. So how you believe that you should be. And then I want you to think about how these two compare to each other. Because the difference between these two concepts are what researchers say determines your self-esteem. The difference between how you view yourself to be right now in reality and how you believe that you should be. 
And this makes sense if you think about it, right? If you believe that who you are right now in this moment is so far off the mark of who you should be and where you should be in life, then you're going to feel pretty crappy most of the time. But if you truly believe that who you are in this moment is exactly who you're meant to be and that your life is exactly what it should be, then you're probably going to feel a lot better about yourself. Now, there's also research that says that a big part of self-esteem is about how you judge your skills and traits. So if you think that there are a lot of things that you are good at, your self-esteem will be higher. Other research says that you measure your self-esteem by the qualities of relationships that you have with others. So when other people like you, you tend to like yourself more and vice versa. There's a lot of other factors that affect someone's self-confidence too. Your appearance, how much you weigh, how much attention you get from men, your income, material possessions, the size of your house, who you know, how many social media followers you have, your achievements, your career, etc. Now, the problem with basing your self-worth on things like this is that you're allowing things outside of you to determine how you feel about yourself. And by doing that, you take away all of your power to change. Take social media, for example. I see women all the time trying to boost their self-esteem online by taking sexy pictures and posting them, posting provocative quotes, even just posting things like, OMG, what a terrible day, hoping that someone will like their post or ask them what's wrong or compliment them so they can get that hit of dopamine by thinking that someone cares about them, that they matter to someone. And yes, that makes you feel good about yourself in the moment. I'm just as guilty of this, but it doesn't do anything for your self-esteem long-term. Plus, like I said, when you put your self-esteem in other people's hands, you run a lot of risks, which we're going to talk more about later on. But basically, you run a risk when anything but you determines your self-esteem. And that is really the heart of all of this. This is really the heart of the Quest for Love podcast is that it doesn't matter what other people think or what other people have done or accomplished. Your personal satisfaction and fulfillment is much more important than what other people are thinking, saying, or doing. You are the only one who determines your self-worth. If you believe that you're worthy and valuable, then you are worthy and valuable. And guess what? Even if you don't believe that you're worthy and valuable, you still are worthy and valuable. Now, one thing that's always really interesting is to take a step back and think about what truly matters to you when you determine another person's worth. It's probably not their weight or their followers or their perfect marriage, right? It's their kindness, their compassion, their empathy, their respect for others, how well they treat the people around them. So why don't we judge ourselves the same way? There's a quote that I found when I was researching for this podcast by a doctor named Christina Hibbert, and it says, self-esteem is what we think and feel and believe about ourselves. Self-worth is recognizing I am greater than all those things. It is a deep knowing that I am of value, that I am lovable, necessary to this life, and of incomprehensible worth. So why don't we all just feel that way automatically? (laughs) That sounds like a wonderful way to feel all the time. So why don't we just do it? 
Well, one of the biggest blocks to self-esteem is something called negative core beliefs. These are negative thinking patterns that we all have that are typically rooted in the past. They are longstanding negative views that you have about yourself, about other people, or about the world. So typically negative core beliefs come from one of three places. They're either messages that we receive from society messages that we receive from our parents or other important people in our lives, or messages that we receive from ourselves. So messages we receive from society could be things like women are only worthy if they're in relationships, or their only worth comes from cooking or having babies, or messages like lawyers and doctors have more worth than janitors or garbage men. Um, messages that we receive from our parents could be things like you weren't worth sticking around for, or other things will always be more important than you. Even things like you're stupid or worthless or not as valuable as your brother. These could be things that were said directly to us, but they also could be just the way that we interpreted the world. These are the messages that we receive from ourselves, which usually come from us internalizing and personalizing things that really have nothing to do with us. So for example, if your needs weren't met as a child, it's very natural for children to believe that it's their fault, either because they didn't deserve it or because they weren't powerful to get their needs met. So all of these messages are carried on with us to adulthood as negative core beliefs. So these are things like, I'm worthless, I'm inadequate, I'm a failure, people will always hurt me, people cannot be trusted, the world is a dangerous place. And the biggest problem with negative core beliefs is that they are self-sustaining. So once your brain believes them, which probably happened way before you were conscious of them, it makes it its mission to find information that supports that belief, and it will disregard everything that doesn't. So let's say when you were very young, you developed a negative core belief that you were worthless. Your brain has spent its whole life since then searching for evidence to prove that you are worthless. And anytime it sees evidence that you might have some worth, it just whisks it away. It says things like, no, that was just a fluke, or she didn't really mean that, or that shouldn't have happened, or it will never happen again. Because your brain really doesn't like to be wrong. <laughs> so once it's got an idea in its head, it makes it its life's mission to prove that that idea is right. Now, here's the other big block to self-esteem. It's not being able to separate external factors from your core worth. Because the reality is that you were born worthy. How do I know that's true? Because I could go to the nursery and look at all of these tiny babies and know that they all have worth, right? Like no one's ever going to point at a baby and be like, you baby are unworthy. We are all born worthy. But what happens over time is that there's all of these circumstances in our lives, events, things people say, things people do, things that happen, failures, embarrassments, successes, all of these external things will either serve as a dirty film and dull the shine of your core worth, or they will act like a halo and brighten your core worth. But remember, these things don't ever change your worth. They just change the way that your worth is expressed. So the problem comes when we spend our lives trying to look good on the outside to cover up the shame or the feelings of worthlessness on the inside. 
when we do things like post sexy pictures on Facebook or have a one night stand trying to fill that empty space at the core. When we do this, we will always remain unfulfilled. We'll always be seeking approval, becoming more cynical. This is why therapist offices are full of people saying, I'm super successful, so why am I still so unhappy? Because it's impossible to earn core worth through personal performance or any other external thing. It already exists. You just have to get off the dirty film so that you can get back to that core worth that you were born with. So the goal here is to separate your core worth from these external things, to learn to recognize that the circumstances, the events, the things people say, anything that happens outside of you is separate from your core worth. And what happens is when your worth is determined by things external, you end up on this emotional roller coaster, right? Because If you don't feel great about yourself, but then you go to the store and you see this cute guy and he flirts with you, suddenly your self-esteem is way up and he asks you for your number and so you're feeling great about yourself, but then three days later, he still hasn't called. And so now you're feeling terrible about yourself again, but then he calls and he asks you out. Now your self-esteem is back up, but then he doesn't show up and so your self-esteem is back down. If that's what your self-esteem feels like, if you feel like you're on this up and down roller coaster, that's a really good indication that your self-esteem and your self-worth is being controlled by external circumstances. And this can be really problematic when it comes to romantic relationships, because when you don't value yourself, you're going to need someone else to validate you. You're going to need someone else to show you that you're worthy or special or important or valuable. And this can create a lot of problems in your life because you will become less picky about who you spend time with because you're just going to want to be around anyone who makes you feel good about yourself. It's going to make you overlook obvious red flags and make excuses and justifications for bad behavior because you want to keep this person in your life because sometimes they make you feel better about yourself. And this is exactly why so many women find themselves acting jealous and clingy and desperate and smothering and putting all of this pressure on their relationships and chasing away exactly what they're trying to keep. The reality is that the love of another person does not define you and it doesn't define your value as a person. Whether you are single or casually dating or building a solid relationship with someone or celebrating your 30th anniversary with your spouse, you are just as worthy of love and respect. So don't make the mistake of thinking that someone else's love or attention is what makes you worthy of love. When you base your self-worth on external sources, you tread down a risky path. When your primary source of self-worth is everything around you, there's a lot more room for disappointment and confusion. And the lower your self-esteem sinks, the more self-destructive you become. The more you look for external sources for validation, the more likely you are to make unhealthy decisions. Not to mention that people who don't value themselves have a much harder time valuing other people. When you learn to love yourself first, you become so much better able to love someone else. People with high self-respect tend to have more satisfying, loving, and stable relationships than those who don't, mostly because they know that they need to first find their own worth, their own self-esteem, and their own happiness within. 
There's a quote that says, two people who are lit with self-worth and happiness from within make a much brighter spot than two people who are trying to absorb light from each other. Okay, so now I've got you convinced that self-esteem is important and that it will improve your relationships. What are you supposed to do? So the first thing I would suggest is be mindful of your negative self-talk and the way that you criticize yourself. You're going to hear me say so many times on this podcast that you can't believe everything that you think. Thoughts are just thoughts. They're not actually facts, even when they seem very true. We all have a narrative or a story that we've created about ourselves that shapes the way that we see ourselves, that we base our self-image on. If we want to change that story, then we have to understand where it came from and where we receive the messages that we tell ourselves. So think about whose voices you're internalizing. Where did you get these negative core beliefs from? Sometimes automatic negative thoughts like you're fat or you're lazy can be repeated in your mind so often that you start to believe that they're true. But these thoughts are just learned, which means that they can be unlearned. So you can start with noticing your thoughts when you have these negative thoughts about yourself. Just notice them and remind yourself that they aren't necessarily true. They're just words in your head. And then keep practicing finding other thoughts that you can choose to think instead. Remember, this is not about positive affirmations. It's not about telling yourself over and over again something that you don't actually believe. It's just about reminding yourself that you have hundreds of thoughts that you could choose, and some of them are just thoughts that you're forgetting to think. So anytime you notice that inner critic start to fire up with her criticisms or her statements about how you're just not good enough, you're not worthy, you're not lovable, nothing's ever going to work out for you, no one's ever going to love you, just stop for a minute and remember that just because you think these thoughts doesn't mean that they're true. And that the reality is that no matter what you do or don't do, no matter what anyone else says or doesn't say, no matter how you feel, you are still worthy and valuable all the same. Now, here's my final words on self-esteem. Four things that I want you to always remember. Number one, you don't have to please other people. Just as you are responsible for your own thoughts and feelings about yourself, so are they. Number two, no matter what people do or say, and regardless of what happens outside of you, you alone control how you feel about yourself. Number three, you have the power to respond to circumstances however you choose. The way that you respond is a reflection of how much you value yourself. And number four, your value comes from inside. You get to decide what your value is. My favorite example of this to give my clients, and I actually stole this from my own coach, is if you go to the grocery store in the canned food section and find the canned tomatoes, you're going to see two different kinds. One is canned tomatoes. One is premium canned tomatoes. And do you know what the difference between canned tomatoes and premium canned tomatoes is? Someone decided to label one can premium canned tomatoes. I think this is such a good lesson because you can decide at any time to be premium canned tomatoes. Your value comes from inside. You decide what your value is. And the quest for love always starts with you. All right, ladies, have a great week. I'll see you next Monday. 
Thanks for listening to Quest for Love. If you like what you hear, be sure to leave us a review and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. For more information about how you can work one-on-one with Melissa, check out melissamsnow.com or questforlovepodcast.com. Until the next episode.